Well, hello everyone. David Young here, host of the Drone to 1K podcast. This is season five, episode three. Uh, I originally just recorded this and said this is season three. I'm getting my numbers all mixed up because it's seven o'clock in the morning and I'm in my car. Um, technically on vacation. Um, I'm in North Carolina on Beach Mountain, if any of you guys are familiar with that. Uh, it is blazing hot in Florida right now where I'm from. It's in the 90s every day, which doesn't sound hot. doesn't sound that hot. But when you add in that it's like 100% humidity all the time, the feels like temperature is easily in the 100s. And it's just, it just feels miserable. If you go to weatherspark.com and you look at Lakeland, Florida, and you go to the humidity section, uh, basically for all of July and August, it labels it as, quote, oppressive. So anyways, I come here. I'm here for a week with my family, doing a little bit of work, mostly hanging out, hiking, things like that. Um, I have four boys, and uh, they all really enjoy hiking. Well, the youngest one's like nine months old, so he's not much of a hiker yet. But anyways, I'm up here. Uh, I'm excited for today's episode. Um, it's Joe Morgan um, from Texas. I believe his company's called Eyes Above Texas. Uh, so this is a fun chat. Um, again, we try to bring people from all different backgrounds, experience levels, industries to you so you can hopefully learn from them, get some good nuggets of wisdom. I'm not going to go into my usual long spiel about how you can win a bunch of free swag and free shirts. Uh, if you want to know all that stuff, you can listen to last week's intro. Uh, I talk about that. I feel bad saying the same exact thing every time because I think, what if there's somebody that this is their first episode and they don't know? But you can just go back and listen to the other one. Basically, you can answer one question, win some swag or a course, or you can leave us a review um, and get a shirt for a thank you. But to get the details, just go to the last episode, listen to the intro. What I do want to talk about briefly before we dive in the intro, I just want to say we launched our new community, Drone Launch Connect. Um, it's an online community slash membership for uh, drone pilots who are just starting out, really experienced um, all around. And I'm loving it so far. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun for me because I hired somebody to run it. Um, somebody who's, um, had been a drone launch kind of on our email list and his name is Dusty Jolly. Oh yeah, you'll have, we did see, uh, episode one with him. So if you want to meet Dusty, listen to episode one. He talks about his drone business, his background, his experience. Um, but Dusty's kind of running the community and I get to just participate, which is really fun. So last night we had a happy hour and literally you just show up, hang out. Um, you know, there's a bunch of people we get on there on Zoom there's no real agenda. You can just kind of shoot the breeze. People ask drone questions. People just talk about life, whatever. So I was on there for a little while and then I had to hop off for a call, but I guess Dusty said they ended up being on there for about an hour and a half uh, just chatting it up. So it's a great way to get to know people, get to know Dusty. I'm going to try to pop in there as often as I can, uh, but it's a lot of fun. If you want to check that out, just go to dronelaunchconnect.com. Uh, I believe right now it is $1 for the first month, and then after that it is $29 per month. We're actually thinking we're probably going to close the enrollment for the community to help just make it a more tight-knit group and maybe open it up only a few times a year. But as of right now, you can get in. I think you could probably get in until the end of August if you'd like. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to encourage you, if you're in the drone world and you're just looking for some people that are, um, you know, you need advice, you need help, we have access to all sorts of different experts that we're bringing in, panels, we have pitch um, help, so we like get on there and practice your pitch or your, let's say you meet somebody and you're talking to them and you want to be able to clearly communicate what you do. And we got people in there to help you with that. Um, yeah, it's just, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun, a lot of resources, discounts on drones, accessories, gear, contests. It's a lot of fun stuff. 
uh, we just want to make it a fun place to go since especially the online world can be kind of mean sometimes. Let's say you post something on a Facebook group and people are just like, this sucks or you're not going to make it. You know, people are just so negative all the time. So this is a nice positive place uh, to come hang out with fellow drone pilots, drone entrepreneurs, people in different careers. So I'm really enjoying it. That's all I wanted to say about that. So if you if that sounds like your jam, go check it out, dronelaunchconnect.com. All right, let's dive into the interview uh, with Joe Morgan. Thanks, everyone. All right, everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Joe Morgan with Eyes Above Texas Aerial Imagery. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Joe. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Well, I was just telling Joe right before we got started, um, I actually know nothing about Joe other than he's a successful drone business owner. So I'm going to be getting to know him for the very first time on the air here. So uh, I hope you guys will enjoy this as uh, we kind of dive into, Joe, what you've built and your drone business and um, hopefully everybody else out there um, gets some good tips for you as well, or gets some good tips from you. Uh, and if people yeah. have good tips for Joe, I guess you could write in and give those as well. So Let me know, uh, please. <laughs> so Joe, why don't we start off and uh, tell us a little bit about just how you got into just drones in the first place, not necessarily business, but like when did you first start being like, oh, that's a cool drone. I need to get one. Yeah. You know, well, and it's kind of funny. I get asked that quite a bit, you know, it's, you know, I get asked, you know, how long were you flying before you decided to start a business? And the honest answer is, is that I had the idea was actually presented to me by a friend of mine that's in the construction business. And um, I was in between a couple of jobs. Um, I was uh, most of my career, I've been in healthcare and uh, the current company or the company that I was with at the time had some reorg going on. Unfortunately, I was uh, given a, a severance package and asked to, you know, um, probably find something new. So I jumped on the first thing I got, which just wasn't meeting the same salary uh, needs as I had. So I had to kind of find something that could essentially supplement my income. So uh, this good friend of mine that I grew up with, an entrepreneur here in West Texas, and was just kind of talking with him about some ideas. And I was maybe considering the route of doing real estate and getting my real estate's license. And he's like, you know what, that's a, that you would be good at that. But I have a suggestion. I was like, I'm all ears right now. I'm absolutely all ears. And he said, I, uh, he has investors. And of course he needs to, you know, show his investors what he's doing. And he said that he had an idea to get some aerial photography of a storage facility that he was building. And he couldn't find anyone in the area that, did it professionally in his research. So he just bought a drone and took a couple of pictures and sent them to his investors. And they were, you know, they, they loved it. And he's like, that, I would do that. And kind of did some research, kind of saw what that was going to take. And the first thing I did when I, you know, was given this idea. And after a little bit of research is I went and bought like a 25, $30 little drone from a department store. Nice. nice. And Actually, and it's a funny story. I was in my backyard at the, my first time to ever get anything like that off the ground. And as soon as I got it above the fence, it yeah. blew into my neighbor's yard. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, is this, am I crazy? Am I really going to do this? So, well, you started off with a hard like, one because a lot of times those are really, really light and get taken oh, pretty I easily. Know. I, yeah. I wish I would have known a little bit more about it. But what I did was I went and got it, brought it into the house and started flying it around the house okay. and um, got, you know, fairly decent. It wasn't hitting any walls or anything like that. And then I knew the next step was to to do some homework and prep for the part 107 exam. 
and uh, actually utilized your service to, oh, to cool. actually do that. Nice. So, um, yeah, and it was, I mean, no aviation experience at the time um, and dove in and was able to knock that out um, worth your guys' help and then went on to the research to, you know, purchase a drone that I thought would meet the needs of what I believed was the business that I was going to create and uh, landed with the DJI Phantom 4 Pro. Um, nice. Got that in the air. And to your point exactly, it was so much easier flying that thing. Oh, yeah. Versus like a little eight ounce, you know, drone the palm, the size of the palm of my hand. Yeah. So did some practicing with it around my neighborhood and um, felt comfortable with that. And then went on to to kind of start developing my brand and my business and, you know, thinking of what kind of creative name I can make and had some folks here in Lubbock, Texas do um, essentially create my logo. Um, and that part I really did enjoy. And that was a lot of fun. And then, and then the real work started after that, you know, it's all right. So this is what I've invested in. This is what mm-hmm. I've created. Now, how do I put it to work? And yeah. um, we're going on over four years now and oh, wow. um, it keeps me, pretty busy it really does it's 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 been a it's been a journey to say the least so you've been doing this for four years so since what 2018 2017 november 2017. of 2017 is when i passed my part 107 oh okay so it was wow. pretty much that's kind of when i hit the that's when i hit the start button essentially sure. is when i had that license i could go awesome go and go for it and tackle it and it was important oh, to me go ahead go ahead no, no, no. I was going to just say that's a long thing. I mean, I didn't realize you've been in it that long. You're probably one of our, because we started, I started this, the company in, you know, around the time Part 107 came out a little before us. So I think we had only been up for like a year at that point. So you're yeah, one of the OGs, I, think, I guess. Yeah, yeah, man. And I, I must be, and that's, that's certainly flattering. Um, and that's what's interesting about this industry. It's just that the, it's, it's life hasn't been very long and right. it's really been exciting to see just every year how it has progressed and um, you kind of have to certainly stay evolving with the industry to, to, you know, continue to be successful in what you're doing. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was just going through, I went through the website, just the, your website just a little bit ago to see, I mean, just the, the plethora of different trainings outside of the part 107 that's on there. Like, wow, I'm, I'm barely scratching the surface with this stuff. Um, Cause there is <laughs> so much you could do with it. Um, yeah well you know to no to your point you know it's like if no matter what business you're in i think you can't just ever sit back and just kind of coast you know what i mean uh Mm -hmm. we focused on part 107 stuff at first just because that's the main thing everyone needed help with and then after that everybody's like well hey you know what do i do now or like how do i do this right so we just started yeah helping people with that kind of stuff, but like you, right? Let's maybe, you, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into it, but if you started off doing one thing, you figure out, oh, people want this, they don't want this, how do I adapt that, you know, and you just kind of evolve as you go to, once you start figuring out what people want and how they want it. Um, so, mm-hmm. so let's dive in, let's dive into that a little bit. So basically you got into drones because of wanting to ramp up a business, which is cool. Yeah. And then um, when your friend said, hey, take some photos of the storage facility for me. Was it, is that what you said? It was like a storage. Uh, storage yeah. Facility? Yeah. That okay. was one of my very first paying jobs. As a matter of fact, nice. Were they, were they building it or they had, they acquired it? Yeah. Like already done. They had just finished done building it and he was wanting to market it as a matter oh, of fact. Okay. So, oh, cool. Nice. Um, yeah. 
So how did you go from that, which is nice that you kind of had a, a fr- and, and a lot of people I hear that's, you know, that's how they do it. They're like, oh, I had a friend who let me get mm-hmm. a first paying job or so they get me started. And then you kind of expand from there. So how did you go from, you know, the friend job to, you know, expanding out? I'm like, yeah, I remember you said then the yeah. work started. So maybe start telling us about what, what was yeah. the work, you know? Sure. No. Yeah. So I, I really began trying to get creative with who, who I thought would be smart folks to get in front of. I really thought starting off that my bread and butter would be uh, residential and commercial real estate, mm-hmm. you know, agents wanting to, you know, list these properties and to give a different perspective or paint a different picture, you know, have some aerial photogra- uh, photography included in their listing um, out here. We're in West Texas. I mean, Lubbock's about 300,000 people, but um, it gets pretty, pretty rural quite fast outside of Lubbock County. So there's these large properties that are on, you know, 100 acres and there's relatively large ranches. And I just kind of thought that would be a great way to, to list these kinds of properties to really give people a perspective of what their, their money is going to be going to. So I got in with uh, essentially your chambers of commerce um west texas home builders association mm-hmm. uh apartment association realtor association so i just really started doing my best to network yep. and really try to drive home what i believed was a service of value for these folks um and to be honest it was a little bit of a hard nut to crack and i don't know if it was you know, still kind of taboo and folks won't sh- weren't sure whether it'd be a good investment for them. And it took a little while and actually took a little bit of, Hey, I'll do it for free. I'll show yeah. you, I'll go out to that location. I'll fly the drone, take these pictures and get them back over to you and you're free to do whatever you want. And I did that quite a bit to finally start building a little bit of really credibility more mm-hmm. than anything. Yeah. And so that that was and that I'm still that's still something that I'm trying to 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 grow is that local commercial real estate and residential real estate um business. Um but really what I cut my teeth on honestly was I came across drone base mm. and you know signed up, got, you know, did what I needed to do and before I knew it I was getting these you know, asks to go fly certain things around the area, whether it was stockpile reports or roof inspections. And that really, that right there is kind of what opened me up to understanding there is so much more you could do with this camera that's flying than Mm -hmm. just pretty pictures of a ranch or, you know, of an office building in town. So um, really started really diversifying my skills and my experience. Um, one of the, and I, and I've told this to, to folks that have come to me that are, you know, asking about how to get started and what did I do? And I'm interested in doing it. And a, a story I give them is I was reached out by a company. I was contacted by a company and they asked if I wanted to do a, essentially a concrete survey of a, a Walmart facility in Plainview, Texas. And that's just okay. North of here. I was like, Oh, Walmart. That doesn't seem too bad. Yeah. So I sit them over <laughs> Is it like, a bit. like concrete as in like park, like the parking lot or something? Yeah, else? parking lot. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It was a parking okay. lot. That's what I th- assumed. Um, okay. okay. So they're like, shoot me over a bid. And I was, I was very green, a little naive. And I was like, 
250 bucks. Let's, you know, let's $250. Walmart's so like, is that these, like, <laughs> yeah. Is that like our so, fee to talk to you at the beginning or something? Yeah. Exactly. Right. I mean, I've learned so much over the last few years. So they send me over the specifics to this mission or this job. And it ends up being the Walmart distribution center, which is about six times as much as I thought I was going to be doing. And this, I mean, I was already committed. I didn't, you know, so they were like, try to so they were like, yeah, 250 bucks. Sounds good. They're like, Oh yeah, dude, let's hire this guy. He's, they he weren't like, great, you know? they weren't like, this guy has no idea what he's doing. Cause he's only, well, they probably bucks. thought that, but they certainly <laughs> didn't put it in writing to me. So, <laughs> real quick. Let me rewind. How did you, uh, remind me how you landed on this job again? So, uh, I, I want to say I, I did create a website, um, uh, here local to Lubbock, Texas. Uh, that's my company's business name. And I'm what I believe they just found my website and okay. they had my email and just reached out to me. So they were um, just looking anyone's... around. Yeah. They needed a, they needed a okay. certified drone pilot in the West Texas area. Okay. And for anyone starting out, absolutely create a website. You'd be so surprised on how much, um, mm -hmm. business you could get and leads you could get from just having a website. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so they sent me over the specifics and after looking over kind of what the ask was, um, I immediately knew that I had for one underbid and that this was probably out of the scope of my experience. But um, to break it down a little bit from what I can recall, it was uh, a large ortho mosaic shot of a, it's probably about, I'd say a 40 acre warehouse and all the surrounding concrete around it. Mm -hmm. um, it's a distribution center for Walmart. So, I mean, it's busy. There's, it's a big space. Mm -hmm. um, and then they wanted some low level, right around 20 feet uh, shots of each kind of lane because there's uh, tractor truck trailers parked mm -hmm. all throughout this. And they wanted me to go up each and every aisle, <laughs> essentially. Um, with the drone and I'm just laughing because I'm thinking oh, about $250. Oh, dude, tell me about it. I'll still laugh about it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, keep story. going. No, but you know what? Fine. Hey, um, but great, great project to have under your belt, even if you only got 250 yes. bucks for it at first. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'll thing. just keep you going. Know, I keep, was, I keep no, interrupting. I'm no, sorry. you're fine. No, you're good. Um, and then the, the last one that was the most challenging, um, and I'll tie this around to, to definitely give some folks some advice. The, the next one, the, the third ask that was the most challenging, they wanted pictures from underneath every one of the trailers. So they wanted me to walk around with the drone and essentially kind of squat down and take a picture underneath Under every one of these trailers. What were they looking for underneath the, the trailers? The concrete. Oh, oh, oh. So like they could get conditioned yep. concrete even if the trailer exactly. was parked there. Oh, I got you. Exactly. Yep. So um, I knew just doing that would take three days of just walking around. So what I ended up doing and – um, was I was in my pickup truck and I lowered my tailgate. I taped my drone to my tailgate to face Smart. to the left and, and put it on, essentially take a picture every two seconds and just drove slow down each and every aisle. Very um, smart. And I got it. Yeah. And I got it done in about nine hours. Uh, and, you know, 250 bucks later, I came back with an incredible amount of experience just from that one job yeah. in using multiple batteries and, dumping your SD card in a computer to make room for the next and, you know, charging, recharging while flying and just trying to keep it to, uh, being as efficient as you can to be on this site. And then of course there's all the moving parts of people still working there and trucks coming in and out and the safety portion of it. But mm -hmm. um, really being able to be creative 
uh, efficient and just apply some critical thinking to, to some of these projects. Um, I think to some folks might be a little overwhelming, but if you just kind of stick with it and be patient and, you know, stay to it, I think once you have something under your belt, you're pretty confident going forward as to, I could probably do anything that's being really asked, um, in regards to the skills that I have and what this drone can do. Yeah. And kudos to you for being able not to not, well, A, I mean, maybe you undercharged a little bit, right? But, um, but, but at least for being like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Like, you know, yeah. what's the worst that could happen? I mean, yeah, you might make yourself look a little stupid if you mess something up, but you could always try to get somebody more experienced to help you out or make it right with a customer or something, right? But you got the opportunity yeah. and you went for it. So, um, yeah, it. yeah, I learned a lot from it. Certainly, certainly. So you got, you know, you started, had your friend do some stuff, tried to network, mixed results, mm-hmm. got some more experience on drone base. Now, you landed this kind of Walmart job. Um, was that in the middle of still kind of taking drone based gigs or kind of where did that fall in the timeline for you? Yeah. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. That was very early on. I think it was the first summer that I was doing it. So I was like four okay. or five months in. Um, and the, the company that I uh, essentially has signed up for that job for has since hired me since to do jobs around here in Lubbock, whether it's, um, commercial real estate um they really got into the roof inspection business um and i've worked with them each summer since doing roof inspections after bad hailstorms out Mm. here in the panhandle so it really did pay off um i became essentially these guys go to anything that was coming up in in about you know 200 mile radius of lubbock texas they were reaching out to me to go do it so um, for folks starting out, I mean, if it's, if marketing and getting in front of people, isn't quite your, your specialty focus in my, my advice would be focus in on stuff like, you know, drone base or droners that way you could kind of bid and kind of get the experience under your belt. And then once you do a good job for them, just, you know, essentially keep doing that good job. And eventually they'll start reaching out to you before putting in on those platforms. Yeah. Um, and just build a, a a professional rapport with these folks where they could trust that you're going to go out and do a good job and you're going to turn it around in the time frame they need because they yeah. have clients as well. Yeah. So and that's really how it's all started to where now most of the stuff that I take, I'm, I'm getting contacted by certain places um, all over the country because I've worked with them before in one shape or another. And they're asking me if I could go do it. And if, if I can't, they're going to put it on something like droners or drone base. So, so it's allowed me to kind of have first, first dibs on what's coming through in the region. Yeah, that's awesome. So the Walmart job, so that, so you got that, you kind of worked. So another company had that job Mm -hmm. and they hired you to do it basically. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Gotcha. Um, Which seemed to have worked out well for you. It sounds like that it was uh, like you were kind of a subcontractor for some work for Walmart because then they have a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, and it, and it's been, um, and while that's going on, then, um, you know, kind of getting my feet underneath me with that. And then, uh, here comes the pandemic, which really changed things in regards to, uh, real estate and how realtors were able to, you know, market and mm-hmm. get folks seeing these properties that they had. And that's when I really saw the transition so yeah, that's during the pandemic when, when realtors couldn't take folks out to see properties or open houses and stuff like that. That's when I really saw an uptick in 
what I call essentially organic business. That's stuff that I've gone out and I've marketed and I've pitched and has paid off. And that's, and, and places like Keller Williams, Exit Realty, they, at least out here, they seem to be a little bit more progressive in how they market their, their listings. And I've, I've had some success with, with both of those agencies here in town and, um, and, and it's worked out great. And I, I like it cause I get to, you know, I, get to see a face that I'm working with and I get to walk them through what I'm doing and I get to ask very specific questions on what they want. And I, I just, I like that. It's, it's more, it's more local. It's more home. So mm-hmm. that those, and, and, you know, th- there's, there's still so much that I could do with that, with that, you know, market that um, it, it makes me a little nervous and a little excited at the same time. Cause you know, <laughs> if it really gets going. It's going to be like, Oh no, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to start figuring out what I want to do full time, you know, because I still have a full time job now. Oh, okay. um, and I still do this on on the side, essentially. Oh, um, gotcha. that was gonna be my next question. I was gonna say, are you doing okay. this? Are you doing this full? This is so this isn't your full time gig, then this is just kind Correct. of your side cash. Okay, cool. It is. Yeah, it really is. And then, you know, when I first began, you know, everyone, I mean, I had a little bit of entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit when I began, I was like, man, how cool it'd be if this was something that I did full time and, you know, all of that great stuff. And, and that probably would have been the trajectory, but while I was at this job that I wasn't necessarily in love with and still growing my drone business, I mean, I gained a lot of confidence because I really had to get outside my comfort uh, level and, you know, go out and market and essentially talk about stuff that a lot of people had really no idea that really existed. So yeah, um, I've always been a little bit of a, an aviation geek and, and things of that sort. And this one job came up on, uh, indeed, and I took a look at it and it was working with, um, uh, emergency, uh, air medical company here in West Texas. And I've known about them since I was a kid, used to see their helicopters fly in and out of my small hometown. And I was like, you know what, if I could do, if I could start my own drone business and go out and create a little bit of a book of business, why not put, you know, see if I can't do that. And, um, just a little over four years now, I've been the business manager for a, a fleet of air medical helicopters and airplanes. Well, that's um, cool. and yeah, it is, it's, it is, it's, and what's, what's interesting is that I, in, in doing that, and that really is my, you know, my full-time job, it is my priority. They're very open with, you know, what I do with the drone and they, you know, understand that I've had this and they're very supportive but I've gotten to be able to, what I've learned from developing business with the drone, I've been able to apply for what I do with the air medical position. And then what I've learned from air medical, I've been able to apply with the drone. Um, and one of those is just yeah. staying very, very uh, consistent with your safety, which um, from day one, I've always thought was important when, when flying a drone, I mean, you're, you have something in the air that you're flying and if it falls, it could hurt something or hurt someone. And I've always felt that if I was doing this professionally, that safety was going to be something that I needed to make sure was, you know, always, uh, in the front and center and of course quality, but it's really, both of those jobs have really allowed me to kind of complement each other or both of them yeah. with what I've learned. Yeah. So it's, it's well, been, it's been fun. It's kind of nice too, that you're in the, I don't know. They're both aviation related. Yeah. Too, at least it's yeah, like, I, kind of in the same world. 
Yeah, really. Yeah, it does. It it does. It's it it is neat. And and if you if someone would have said, hey, um, I have a crystal ball here, and this is let's say five years ago, six years ago, someone said you'd be working for a helicopter company and flying a drone uh, for you know for a living, I would have said that crystal ball needs to go in the trash because <laughs> I would have never seen myself doing something like this. But it, it you know, it's you get to you know when you're a little kid and you're seeing airplanes and helicopters and you know, you have this, you know, I had model airplanes and all that stuff as a kid. And then to think about, you know, I'm 39 years old and uh, I get to, you know, watch helicopters take off. And every now and then, you know, I get to go fly a drone around and take some pictures and someone pays me for it. It's, um, it's pretty neat to think about. Yeah. It's something a lot of people would probably like to say that they do. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, I just get sure. to sometimes I feel like you're not even working. You know, you're like, oh, I'm flying out a drone. You know, remember the other yeah. day I was, um, I do little jobs here and there. My main thing is just running drone launch and finding people like you to talk mm -hmm. to and finding instructors and all that stuff. But I have a friend in town. He's got a video production company and he'll ask me to do some stuff every once in a while. So I was doing something for him and, uh, and it was just fun. He's like, I need you to fly like through this little walkway and then do some other stuff, uh, get a hyperlapse. I'm like, man, it's cool that people get paid to do this stuff. I was just like, yeah, you know, thinking about all the podcast interviews we do and stuff, you know, people mm -hmm. like you, it's like, it's just, it just feels fun. And then you're out there and someone's like, yeah, I'll pay you for it. You know, it's just, it's a cool, it's cool. Yeah, it's, so. it really is. Yeah. Um, so, so you do this on the side, you had the kind of the Walmart thing, the drone based stuff, you're doing some more mm -hmm. with, um, you know, real estate. So I guess maybe fast forward to like right now, kind of what would you say is the mix of the type of work you do? Um, mapping, I mean, we talked a little bit about mapping stuff, some real mm -hmm. estate stuff. Um, kind of what are you what are you into right now? What does your business look like? Yeah, that's a great question. It's, it's uh, man, it's diverse. It is 100% diverse. I think now that things are starting to kind of green up and get a little nicer, just visually, um, I'm anticipating a, an uptick on commercial real estate and uh, residential real estate aerial photos as, you know, homes are in increasing uh, their value um, out here and folks are still buying pretty regularly. So the market is pretty competitive. So I'm, I'm going to continue doing that. I do a lot of videography for okay. a couple of folks. Um, so I'm going out taking a number of videos uh, of, you know, branches and farms in the area. And then I come back to the house and I, I've taught myself a little bit of how, on how to edit some, some video and okay. make it look nice. And they're throwing it on Facebook to advertise their listings. Nice. Um, right now I'm on a, a part of a large project, uh, shooting a construction, um, site at a very large dairy about an hour and a half North of Lubbock. And I'm out there every two weeks. Um, and it's, it's, a it's about a 16 month job. So, Ooh, cool. um, and, and it's essentially it's, you know, orthos with the orbit and then some, some panos. Um, of certain areas of interest that this company's wanting to find. And again, this is business that was drummed up from just someone Googling aerial photography, Lubbock, Texas. And, you know, nice. they're reaching out to me via email saying they found my website and if I'd be interested. And, oh. you know, for, I think, and oh, and of course, this time of year is always leading up to hell season. And that's, that's kind of like, the, I, I equate it to like, it's department stores, like between Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> It's like Black Friday for you. <laughs> it is. It is. You. I mean, 
keep what you're doing going, but always, and I, I never hate to say it aloud too much, but we're, I kind of have like the, the auto repair and roofer philosophy. If it hells it, you know, that means payday. Um, Cause if there's a large hailstorm that comes through the area, um, I will move My stuff around planes. to just, yes. Um, mm. To, to just knock that stuff out. Cause you could do a lot of work in um, not too much time. And it's, 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 it's lucrative. I guess yeah. is a good way of saying That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's funny, like the type of work you can get somewhat depends on where you are, right? Like, cause you've got a lot of, yeah. sounds like some hail, hail damage. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's it. I know in Florida, hurricane will come through and that just messes everything up. And so there's tons of stuff like that near Louisiana. I know a lot of them do hurricane. So if you can get with roofers or insurance companies in places where yep. there's hurricanes, uh, hail, maybe tornadoes, um, yep. stuff like that, you know, significant weather events that there's always because you can just process stuff so much faster than them having to oh, get man. up there and look at everything so it's just it's a huge yeah. benefit for them because they can i mean think about it too it's you're helping i mean indirectly helping out the people who have their claim trying to be submitted right because mm -hmm. if there's a big hailstorm and everybody's submitting claims it's gonna be a huge backlog it's gonna take forever for them to get their money and stuff fixed but if the insurance company can get through a lot faster people can get their stuff fixed get their money or whatever and you know be done with it yeah. And that's, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, of course I'm knocking out the door saying that I'm here and I'm here to, you know, fly my drone around to take pictures of your house. And I'll ask them for, you know, is areas of concern. Oh yeah. You know, this side of the house got re hit really hard. And then I explain them just that, you know, and they're, they're sometimes they're a little hesitant that there's not going to be an actual adjuster with a ladder going to come up and, you know, with this, you know, um, ruler and mark stuff off and I let them know I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm just doing it a lot quicker. And this, these photos that I'm taking are going to that adjuster and it's just to make the process a lot more easier for you. So they're usually very open to let me come out and doing the pictures and stuff like that. So it's um, that type of, that time of year is always a lot of fun because you're interacting with the folks that you're working with and yeah. um, everyone's out, you know, whether they're, uh, you know, uh, roofing salespeople and adjusters and guys flying drones. It's just everyone kind of, it's an unfortunate way of how it works. But once there's, you know, something that there's, you know, essentially catastrophic uh, destruction, a lot of people kind of come in and tackle it all together to get it, you yeah. know, back to where it needs to be. Yeah. That's cool. That, like you can use something like that to speed up the process though. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you, everybody loves to know about pricing what do i price it seems like they don't care about actually how to fly a drone or do the work they just mm -hmm. want to know what to <laughs> to price they're like i don't know how to do or they'll get a job and they'll say i just don't know how to price it's kind of like where you were on the front thing they're asking me to do this of stuff. course what's the what's the pricing so since you do a lot i mean again i know prices uh -huh. vary in different places and you don't have to be like of course oh, exactly here's what you should charge but um for instance the job where you got you're doing some ortho mosaic are you uh -huh. so are you doing the for them, are you doing like an orthomusic where you're processing an orthomusic image and map and stuff together and sending that to them? Or is it just photos and video? Just the photos. Just the photos. Gotcha. Yep. Just the photos. Gotcha. So you don't actually um, have to go in there and, and like process photogrammetry, use pixel or anything like that. stitch them all together. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately not. Um, okay. um, but yeah, it's just photos. And and really, the the you know, I would say for anyone starting out, you know, kind of it takes a little bit of time to figure out the sweet spot, I think is a good way of saying it. Cause you don't want to price yourself out and then you don't want to, you know, essentially underbid and then it's not worth your time or trouble to do. So you kind of have to figure out, you know, where you're at and what I did 
for real estate is a good childhood friend of mine is a realtor here in, in Lubbock. And I, I kind of just asked him, Hey, what would you think would be some, a reasonable price for someone to come out and take these photos? And, you know, he gave me a, a price that I thought was um, pretty fair. And then of course, you know, if it's a larger um, property where you might be doing a barn over here or a nice pond, landscaped pond over here it could be a little bit more expensive but i think what we kind of hit on was right around a hundred dollars an hour is -hmm. what we're looking at and that you know and that incorporates a little bit of the editing that you're doing you know after the the flight is done videography is a little bit more expensive because it's just harder to put together Um, you're trying to build a story with the videos that you took so that you know jumps it up about another 50 bucks because it's just kind of a little bit more challenging on the on the uh the editing end of things um and that's kind of where i've ranged it and you just kind of once you know how efficient you could be then you could kind of say all right after looking at the specifics of what i'm being asked i think that i could get that done in x amount of time and then i've just kind of used the hundred dollars an hour and um i haven't won every job of course but Mm -hmm. majority i do and folks you know I, I definitely get more jobs than, than I lose. I'd say I probably have about a 75% success rate. And awesome. when some folks come out to me and say, hey, would you be willing to do this? Can you quote me? And about three out of every four, I, I seem to, to be yeah, successful awesome. at. Um, but, I mean, having a little bit of customer service and, um, you know, know what, knowing what you're talking about when they're asking questions and mm-hmm. providing information and experience and references, all that goes a long way. And that just, again, just takes time. Sure. Find and find your sweet spot. I'm sure what I do out here in West Texas is a lot different. What might be going on in Austin, Texas, sure. um, but you know, just kind of play with it a little bit and see what you could get away with. And if you know that's not working at that rate, then bring it down a little and just kind of find the sweet spot and kind of go with that. Sure. And, you know, and I think some people are like, oh, well, you know, it must be nice for you because you have customers coming in and asking you, right? And so if, if you're at the yeah. very, very beginning and you're going out, I mean, you, you explained at the beginning, you offer to do some stuff for free just to build credibility oh, yeah. and have something to show and all that stuff. So if, if you don't have people actively coming to you, is that something you'd recommend is reaching out and offering to do a few things for free? 100%. And I think more than anything, it's just people are a little, uh, th- again, going back to my, you know, experience, you know, four or so years ago, um, Aerial photography, at least out here in West Texas, there there wasn't. I I feel almost confident saying there was just about no one really doing it. So, I had to kind of prove that it was a service that had value. Nowadays, I think that they're a little bit more common in aerial photography. I mean, you see it a lot more in commercials or even football games. I saw a football game this last weekend, uh, the USS FL or something. A little drone like flying around when the they're you know, playing football, which I thought was crazy, but, um, yeah, but, uh, but I would certainly just say, you know what, find what market you think you have the best chance of essentially getting into. If you have a network, if you have a friend or so that is in real estate or, or in construction, just say, Hey, do you know anyone that would allow me to just fly a drone around and take some pictures and they're, they'd be welcome to have them and do whatever, they like with them and then, you know, just lean on that person after you do a great job to spread the word and just kind of, you know, you, it, it, nothing happens immediately. Nothing happens overnight, but just as you kind of keep on it and keep on it. And, you know, with that, you're showing that your service does have value, but you're simultaneously gaining experience. 
um, and building a network. That's what, you know, I think it's going to take and that's what it took me to do. And I think that if you just kind of, you make your product out there and you show what you could do with your service, um, folks are bound to see it. And um, if you, you know, do a great job of, you know, being just, again, that customer service and getting stuff, you know, doing exactly what they ask and getting it to them when they need, I think they'll eventually start catching on and you'll be successful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's super good advice and it, it's in line with every other successful drone operator and yeah. business person I've talked to. I mean, they're, it kind of all meshes together where you're like, you know, Hey, I'm kind of seeing a trend here. Everybody's saying the same thing to mm-hmm. do this stuff. So if you're listening to this podcast, you know, um, yeah. Joe's giving good advice. I'm just saying, right. uh, I was going to, I was going to ask you, know, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to, uh, just real quick. And, and something that I see out here is if one realtor, uh, is doing aerial photography, then there's going to be like five or six more that want to put it on theirs because no one wants to, you know, feel yeah. like they're behind the curve on being creative yeah. with their listings. So it's a great, it's just that, that's what I would suggest. Just do some pro bono stuff and then just wait because no one wants to, everyone wants behind. to, you know, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And you, you know, if you did work with one, you could reach out and say, Hey, I'm doing this for this person. You know, like, here's what it looks mm-hmm. like. You know, I would, I would hate for you to lose listings to this other guy because you're, uh, you're not yeah. doing it. <laughs> your due you diligence, yeah. Maybe you don't have to go that hard on him, but you know, uh, no, that's awesome. So as far as, you know, I know you do this on the sides. I'm not sure how much time you have to uh, uh-huh. do these jobs, but I mean, it sounds like hail season is a lot busier. Some, do you, do you see like, oh, I've got a slow season. I got a busy season. Well, it sounds like you have that other thing. It's like a long-term mm-hmm. contract that maybe provides some consistency. So I'd love for you to walk us through a little bit like, hey, when it's slow time, I'm doing about this many jobs in a week or in a month. And then during like super busy time, yeah. I'm doing about this much. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And 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 certainly after doing this, uh, you know, the last few years, you certainly see kind of when things slow down and really between Thanksgiving and Christmas, just as anything, uh, for the most part, it just kind of slows down. Um, you see, uh, I've seen um, right at the beginning of the year, it kind of picks up for a little bit then maybe your february is a little bit slow um but as soon as the the warm weather comes in for whatever reason it just seems to get a lot more busy um and i don't know if that's because it's you know there's more construction that might go on in warmer months um than maybe colder months or folks are maybe there's some trends and some analytics as to when things like, you know, large office buildings go on sale and when those sell better, what time of year that all could go into it. But kind of, I would say, you know, November to about, you know, February are probably the three slower months. Um, but then March all the way through October, it it really ramps up. Of course, hell season is typically the busiest if there is a if there is a storm, but all through the summer and into the early spring, it all gets um, stays very consistent, I would say. I mean, today I'm doing, I just got back from a job and then I got three more stops before the end of the day. Um, and then there could be, you know, times where I might just be flying the drone once a week for about two or three weeks straight. And then mm-hmm. like, you know, this week I'll probably be up in the air five or six times, gotcha. six or so different jobs that are kind of lined yeah. out. So, nice. yeah. And then so- of course, weather has a lot to do yeah. with how, you know, your productivity productivity um but when just in regards to business probably you know again near the holidays and just after the holidays but warmer weather's things get cranked up again and 
Yeah. You stay no, pretty I think busy with it. Just want to give people a gauge because sometimes I know people can get discouraged if it's like, oh, it's so, you know, nobody wants it. But it's like, hey, maybe you're trying to do your drone and you're in the north and it's the winter and nobody wants to go outside yeah. or something. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, but you just sometimes you just got to get get creative maybe on how you can help people out with it, too. So, yeah, um, of course. Cool, Joel. Well, I don't want to suck up much more of your time. You've been gracious enough to talk to me for a while here and uh, share your kind of journey and insights with everybody. Um, before we go though, I guess two things, mm -hmm. number one, I'm going to ask you for some advice that you would give kind of newbies starting out. And then number two, where people could just like find out more about you, maybe your website, I don't know if you're on like any social media, like Instagram, Facebook or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, sure. so number one, what would be if you, if someone came to you, they're thinking about kicking up a drone business and they yep. had like one minute, they're like, Joe, what's your number one piece of one advice? Minute. What would it be? I would say, uh, Commit to safety, uh, commit to being professional, and commit to quality. Um, okay. If you could stay pretty consistent with those, you will you will have a successful drone business. And how successful you want it to be is it you know as successful as it can be. And right now, where I'm at is where kind of I'm comfortable. I don't want to do too much more. I like where mm -hmm. I'm at, but I'm sure I could if I really want to go get it. But if you really just stay consistent to to flying safe and having customer service and being professional and having those good turnaround times for those clients, you will be successful and, and be competitive. I, man, when I see a, I constantly search Lubbock, uh, West Texas aerial photography. If I see a, uh, someone pop up new, then I, I, I might work a little harder. I might, you know, I, <laughs> I, my, my bids might come down just a little bit lower cause I want that job, but, but that's just stuff that's worked for me. And that's just kind of my personality, but yeah um always be safe um yeah and when you fly safe you get more confident with your drone and you know when you go out do what you say you're going to do if they need it done by the end of the week go get it done when it's safe to fly and get it to them when they need it and most of what i've in my experience they'll come back to you um and they'll continue mm -hmm. coming back to you so yep. it's yeah i would say that and um you know, don't be intimidated by large projects because you're just gonna, you'll, you'll just gain that much more experience and be that much more confident with what you're doing. Yeah, no, great advice. I was going to just comment on something too. You made me think of when you said, you know, they'll keep coming back to you and, you know, people will do that. Um, once you prove that you're reliable and consistent and it made me think mm -hmm. too earlier when we were talking about people have resistance when you first meet them, you know, you got to put yourself in the shoes of the customer, right? Cause there's always, risk when they're going to use somebody new right so first off paying for it is a risk but even using you for free you know as i've i've gone out there and we try to experiment with different tactics to see for drone businesses to be like hey does this work or this work we'll try cold calling and say certain things um but it's funny because when people are resistant to even free stuff sometimes if they feel like oh this person i don't like they want something out of this or they don't mm -hmm. understand it or they're just like you're gonna be flying a drone around someone, you're gonna embarrass me in front of these people who are my clients or something like that, right? Of course. There's like all these risks in using you and they're weighing, does that risk outweigh the reward? And then there's a financial component to what if I pay this person and I don't like it or it doesn't help. Um, mm -hmm. So the more you can like peel away those risk factors, right? Hey, let me do the first one for free so you can see how it is. Hey, I'm super committed to being safe. Hey, I've got liability insurance. Hey, I've did this. Hey, I've yep. done this with someone else. You know, like, the more you can peel off those, Hey, this is risky for me. Things going on in their mind, the more opportunities you get. And then if somebody contacts Joe today, right? Like they pull your website up, they see 
oh, he's done all this other work. He's got work for Walmart. He's done this. Oh, if, mm -hmm. surely if he's done work for all these people, like he's reliable and, and I can use, you know, so it's it like the, once you have more credit, it just removes that risk. So when you're thinking about when you approach someone, you can be like, hey, listen, they're probably going to have a lot of resistance to me because they don't know me and there's a lot of risk in their mind. So how do I take away the risk for them to, to work with me? And I think everything you said is like spot on as far as how to do that. So Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. All right. Lastly, Joe, where can we find out more about you? Get in touch with you. I can send everybody to your email inbox for free coaching, right? No, <laughs> but oh, excellent. No, please do. No, I love, I love, I love helping out. I think that's how this industry is going to grow is, yeah. you know, by getting the word out and, you know, training great pilots like you guys are doing. Um, my uh, website is eyesabovetx.com. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. I also have a LinkedIn page. Um, okay. So yeah, please, if LinkedIn would be a great spot. If you guys just want to, you know, shoot over a question or something like that, I'd be glad Sweet. to help. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm open to just about any question out there. It's, it's something that I've really enjoyed doing. And um, I think that there's plenty of room for other drone pilots. Um, I think it's going to continue growing this industry. And um you know, it's, it's, it is exciting to think what this is going to look like in about 10 years. Um, mm -hmm. and I think about my kiddos that are watching me fly this drone around and, you know, what's, what's it going to look like when they, you know, become, you know, 20, 25 years old with what you could do with the drone. Who knows? Yeah. Who oh, really know. knows? It's going to be wild. So, um, uh, well, yep. Joe, thanks. I'll, we'll put all those links that you mentioned, I'll put your website and then, um, your LinkedIn in the, uh, the description to this podcast. So the show notes, so if you want to scroll through there and look, or you just type it in yourself Excellent. and find um, Joe on there. So thanks again, Joe. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming on and, and sharing all your uh, wisdom with us. Sure. I appreciate it. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for all having right. me. Yep. See ya. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with the Joe Morgan. Uh, again, check out uh, the description either in the YouTube video of this or in the email you got. There'll be a link for a game, Two Truths and a Lie. Uh, you just answer one question, you can win some free swag, some free courses, potentially a call with me and uh, Joe. I'm not sure if I told him about this yet, but hopefully he's cool with hopping on a call with, uh, with someone for like 15 minutes just to chat and say, hey, we just like to try to connect podcast listeners to the guests and me uh, for the people who are kind of in there playing the game. And um, when I say playing the game, I mean answering the question the first week. Uh, that will give you access to some potential prizes. So thanks everyone again for listening in. One last reminder about our community, Drone Launch Connect. I would love to see you in there. I'm really enjoying it. We have 210 members, I think, to start off with. So it's a good initial group of folks in there. Um, and uh, looking forward to see how that grows over the next year. All right, that's all I got. Signing off from the mountains of North Carolina. I'm about to go into this coffee shop. Poppy's Coffee Shop. I'm not sure if any of you have ever been there, uh, but it's a nice cozy little spot up here. It is 59 degrees outside, which is glorious because in Lakeland it's probably like, I don't know, 200 degrees. All right, enough about that. I'll see you all for episode four next week. Take care.